0: Well, I'll say, bless the Lord, if you'll say, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Bless his holy name. I'm Chris. I'm the pastor here at Kairos. Um, we want to have an honest and unique attempt to connect to God and each other. We want to engage the whole person with the whole gospel, anywhere, anytime, with anybody. Um, glad to see you guys back. Um, did everyone survive the weather, um, snow, and then sunny on the weekend? Um, I went down for the count last Tuesday, uh, Jesus resurrected me from the grave a couple days later and um, I'm still a little bit probably on a one second delay um, so if, if that gets awkward tonight I apologize um, but I'm just delighted because I think that the Lord has something special for us when we make room for him to speak to us as he makes room for us at his table. So uh, we're concluding part one of a two part series called Autopsy of a Dead Christian, um, and it's been an incredible journey so far. Um, We're looking at eight evidences that should be in the life of every believer. Uh, What does it look like when I have new life in Christ? So the first one was faith in Jesus and his gospel, Um, and that was amazing when we took a look at the fact that our faith is not just intellectual, historical, behavioral, or emotional. It is all those things, but supremely it is above all else relational, where God gives us that gift and we unwrap it and we experience Him in life changing ways. And then a couple weeks ago, we did repentance of sin, um, and that's going to go down as one of my favorite nights um, so far in 2018. Um, I stole that from somebody. Um, I've been hearing uh, rumors from the front lines uh, in our communities about you guys have really taken that to heart um, and actually started practicing it. We talked about the fact that we don't just confess our sins to God and are forgiven, although that's true. And in James, James also tells us, confess our sins one to another that you might be healed. Uh, And I think there's a widespread healing movement happening when the people of God begin to confess their sins one to another. And I'm so proud of the courage and vulnerability that that takes. And that's not because we want to be like a bunch of little piggies who roll around in the mud and muck and mire their sin and just go, oh, this feels great, it's cathartic, I'm released. No, it's because we want new life and new responsibility. And we want to live into what God is calling us to live. And I don't know about you, but in the past two weeks, man, I've had, you know, Conversations with people outside of this community where I have to walk through just that. Hey man, just let me be your pastor right now. Confess your sins. Let me hear what it is. Is there anything else? And then just saying to them, I hear your confession. God forgives you and so do I. Now confess who you are in Christ. And I think that is probably one of the most vital practices that we need and are lacking in our community if we're going to experience the power and presence of God on a continual basis. Because here's the deal, men and women. I have no desire to be a religious vendor of goods and services. I have no desire for us to meet here on Tuesday nights so that we think somehow we're getting brownie points in heaven or checking off some extracurricular religious activities that makes our religious resume more impressive to other people. We're not pretending at the Christian life. We're men and women who have been raised to walk in newness of life and we want to experience this power and presence Not as the exception to the Christian life, but as the norm. We want to learn how to pray with power. We don't want to come full of shame and fear before the throne of grace. We want to come with full assurance of faith, knowing that God is who He is, and we are who He says we are. And so tonight we're going to talk about new life and new desires. I'm going to combine two. I can't think of a better way to talk about new life and new desires than to come to the table and experience it through the body and blood of Jesus Christ. On these nights, they're special for me. Um, uh, If you haven't experienced a Eucharist night with us, that just means Thanksgiving or grace. It's another word for the Lord's Supper. Um, And what I want to do is just make as much room as possible for you guys to savor the sacraments that God has given us something sacred and holy in the midst of ordinary elements that we can taste and see that He is truly good. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to read uh, Romans 6, 1 through 4 again. And Some of you guys uh, may be thinking, Hey, Chris, do you and the worship team not talk? Because you guys seem to read the same text every night. Like, that's a little bit redundant, isn't it? <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, that's intentional. Um, <laughs> We just want to be the kind of community that holds up the Word of God and the worship of God. And we just want to saturate and marinate in it. I want to hear it in as many different translations and read by as many different people as possible. Because I don't know about you, sometimes it's not till the third or fourth time that I actually hear. Uh, And so we're going to read there. Would you pray with me as we're turning there? Holy Spirit. Would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear? Hmm. There it is. Let's just sit there in that that quiet for just a, a minute. Holy Spirit, settle the chaos in our souls. Organize our scattered minds. Help us to be fully present. We expect you. We listen for you in your word. Jesus, would you go before us in this text and make a way? And together we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus... We're baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. I'll say the word of the Lord if you'll say thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. Be to God. If anyone it is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old, it's gone. The new, it's here. It's come. This is what we are called to live into. New life and new desires. To walk in newness in life. This does not mean that the old still does not rear its ugly head. This does not mean that we still don't struggle with our sin and suffer the consequences. This doesn't mean that sometimes old habits Old behaviors, old identities just feel like a nice pair of stained sweatpants that you want to wear after a big meal just because it's comfortable and you don't want anybody to see you, but you just know I need to get in them. This doesn't mean that immediately there's this amazing perfection all of a sudden, even though our identities have changed, sometimes our behavior is taking a while to catch up to it. What it does mean, men and women, is this. We can walk in newness of life. We can get back to the garden and perambulate with our Father, take Him by the hand and stroll with Him and realize He is good and He gives good gifts. We can dream again. We can raise up and realize there is new life and new desires for me to live. Some things may have died, but Jesus is in the business of resurrection, and I want to see what he sees. I want his life and his power and his presence to give me eyes to see, not only myself, but others and circumstances in a way that's not humanly possible. This is why we've been given new life and new desires. Um, If... I could give any of you a gift in this room. It would be the gift of community. Because it's not possible for us to do that by ourselves. This is why I love that Paul, when he's talking here about new life and new desires, it's in the plural. We were therefore buried in baptism into Christ's death. So therefore that we will be raised. We too will walk in newness of life. We need Brothers and sisters, by our side, calling these things out in us. Recognizing our new names and our new identities and making sure that we're living and being encouraged to live the life that God is calling us to live. I want you guys to watch this video. Um, It's two people um, in our community. One who moved here and was starting a new life um, and tried to figure out how that she could walk into that. And then there's another individual you'll hear from who had literally been in church twice his whole life and recently a couple months ago found new life in Jesus Christ as he began to discover who God was calling him to be. Let's watch this together. no video? Okay. Well, just you guys work on it and you let me know when we get it. That's kind of important. <laughs> I'll share something with you guys um, from this this past week to see if this won't bring it home before uh, we, we come to the table. Um, I've been called a lot of names in my life, um, and some of those are stupid, uh, sinner. Um, I've been called uh, not good and not good enough. Uh, I've been called ugly and unwanted, um, and I'm pretty sure some of you guys have been called some pretty ugly names in your life. Um, Take a minute and think about that one that was particularly wounding or searing. You know that one, it's the same one that you've spent your whole life trying to prove wrong, but yet sometimes still calls out to you in the back of your head. No matter how far you've come or how much you've grown, you still hear it. Um, One of those, uh, uh, for me, was stupid. Um, I've never been gifted academically, um, but when I stepped into new life and new desires, one of the things that the Lord called me to as part of who He's shaping me to be and some of the work that He had prepared for me was pastoring and so some of that meant learning and schooling. And so, uh, this is how uh, awesome I am. Um, I did a four-year undergraduate degree in five years. Um, I did a three-year graduate degree in four years Um, and then I, uh, crazily enough, just felt like the Lord was continuing to call out new life, new desires um, and prepare me and equip me in certain ways and so started doctoral studies. And so they put a seven-year cap on doctoral studies, like you have to be done in seven years or else we're not really sure we want to claim you as one of our own. I'm currently in year six, (laughs) Um, and I've got one year left to go. Clock is ticking. I've got one paper left to write to end my classwork, and then I have to step into the doctoral project phase um, to complete it. Now, i got to be honest with you, man. Uh, Most mornings, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. (laughs) I start to question, is it really worth it? Did I really hear God right when he called me to this? I know enough that now, at least, that when God gives us new life and new desires, it means new work and new discipline. It means new hardships. It means new suffering in different ways and I'm okay with that. But I just get weary sometimes, man. It's just like, I've done enough. I don't really need the piece of paper. We've paid enough, we've sacrificed enough. And then, to be honest with you, life just happens. There's funerals, there's weddings, there's kids, there's jobs, there's moving, and just in the busyness and chaoticness of life, you slowly start to fade away from the new life and new desires that God has called you to live. And isn't it interesting, at least for me, I don't know if you've noticed this, usually the old names and old desires rear their head the most in my life, when I'm pursuing my new life and my new desires. Uh I don't know why that is. I wish it was different, but it's not. Um, but uh I, I did something that's weird, a little bit silly uh a couple weeks ago. Uh my word for this year is finish and it's hey finish your doctoral studies. Um, not not hugely spiritual, just finish, man. We got to finish. And so uh I asked the team Thursday when we we got done praying for you guys, and then I said, would you guys pray for me? And I'm going to ask for you guys to pray for me in a weird way. Um, Would you call me Dr. Brooks, please? And I said, it sounds so stupid for me to even say that out loud. Um, One, I don't like the sound of it. Two, it's very formal. Um, Three, when I actually do get my doctorate, you're not allowed to call me that. But what I need from you is I need you to encourage me and help keep me accountable. And every time you call me by my new name, my old names will go back a little bit more. And I'll be reminded that I have new life and new desires and a new pathway to walk into, to be faithful to who God is calling me to be. And so I want to remind you guys. The reason we come to the table is to remember we've been given a new name. We've been given new life. And we've been given new desires. But they need to be nourished and they need to be nurtured. And you absolutely, unequivocally have to have other people in your life that know you and recognize you and call you by that name. Amen? So we'll get to the video after um, Eucharist. I can't wait to show it to you. Um, here's what I want to do. I just want to uh, take us through a simple guided prayer, and then we'll walk through our confession before we come to the table together. Would you just think about that old name or that old desire or that old habit? that's reared its head this week in your life. Would you take a minute to remember that in Christ you have a new life, a new desire, and a new name. Remind yourself that 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 old name, those old desires, they were buried like baptism into the death of Jesus Christ. And you, we, have been raised to walk in newness of life. Is there a new life or a new desire that the Lord wants to call forth in you tonight? Is there a life or a desire or a characteristic that needs to be renewed? That need to remember that the one who called you is faithful to bring it about to completion? Would you ask the Father to give you the courage and the tenacity to be obedient, to surround yourself with people who will call you by your new name, who will encourage you in your new life, and who will actively cultivate your new desires so that you're like Psalm 1, persons who delight in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night you're a person who's planted by streams of living water your leaves do not wither but you produce fruit in its season Lord you knew what you were doing when you called us Lord, we confess sometimes we don't know what we're doing. But would you call us by name again and renew new life and new desires within us tonight. Amen.